This is the Wildernet Podcast for Sunday, April 19th, 2015, episode 23. Welcome back to the Wilderness Podcast, the podcast about rediscovering nature in a digital age. I'm Shane, and oh, do you want me to say something? <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. This is Eric. Welcome back. Yeah, I know. I Techies does things a little bit differently, and I'm used to introducing those guys, but you tend to introduce yourself, so. Thanks I for can doing do that. It myself. Oh, yeah, that's great. Thanks, Shane. I can do it myself. Cool, man. Yeah, what's up, dude? You know, uh, spent some time outdoors this morning. That was kind of nice. Playing some bag toss with some beers. Oh, really? Who were you doing that with? Uh, Shane. Hey, that could be its own activity in itself, couldn't it? Yeah, there's sure. actually a, a good amount of technique that goes into that. It's all tournaments and whatnot. It's just fun. That's true. We could. We could potentially talk about that sometime. In upcoming episodes of the Little Podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. What uh what is going on other than that? What's anything else hmm. new, man? Uh I got a new truck. So that's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. Finally got into the what I'm calling the truck club. I can do stuff now that doesn't involve cramming things into a tiny sedan. Truck club, don't you just doesn't that what you put on your steering wheel? No? Else? <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, that's 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 a big new thing. How about you, buddy? Uh, mm, uh I guess a whole lot. Are you hearing that? Are you hearing that noise? It sounds like a spring. <laughs> it's my little not arm the babbling again. kind either. No, not so much. <laughs> maybe it needs maybe my little uh, what do you call this thing? Boom mic arm thing needs some greasing up. Not quite sure about that one, but. Uh, I may have to do that at some point. Anyway, uh, yeah, not too much with me. I guess I was doing the bag toss thing as well. It was pretty fun. I thought, yeah. I thought we were doing okay. I was actually facing you. Wait, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won two games in a row. No, mm. uh, it was me and Mike, actually. Yeah, that one. You <laughs> lost. You can't Sorry. win them all. <laughs> like our activity we're going to talk about today. Ha! <laughs> And back recording here, yes, for our activity today. Uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. But, uh, yeah, so I think I was going to say something about the weather, right? The weather, good weather, decent it is. weather. It's, it's, it's warming up. I mean, it's you can go to baseball games, you can tailgate, you got the grill getting fired up. There's all sorts of uh, fun activities underway. Yeah, I need to, I think I need to actually go to a Brewers game. This year, it's been it's been a few years. Looking, well, if we go, we can actually sit on a tailgate and call it tailgating. That's real <laughs> tailgating. No way. That's amazing. Perfect. Um, yeah, good call. Did I hear something that they might stop or kind of restrict tailgating, or is that just? I think that's other they they states. shuffle you into the game at a at a certain inning because they don't want you sitting in the parking lot the whole time. They want you in there spending money. Is what it sure. is. Sure. Yeah. I guess it makes sense, but 
W- weren't there so some states out there that were completely disallowing it or something? Some states don't have the ability to do it, uh, just based on the fact that they don't have the parking lot space, so it's not set up to to function that way. Hmm. I see. Yeah. Well, sucks for them. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it really does. State. It's an experience, man. Exclusive to Wisconsin, almost, uh, almost yeah. exclusive to just Wisconsin. Very, very few that I've talked to out of state have been I was like, "What's that? What's tailgating?" You know, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure other states do it, but I don't know if they do it in the capacity that we do, where we go there making it an all day thing. It's almost like tailgating is more more fun than the event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anywho, but all right. The activity of the week. Okay, this week we're talking about trap shooting. Trap <sighs> shooting. Shooting trap. Uh, yeah, so and yeah. there's, there's like three types of quote-unquote trap shooting or shooting clay pigeons. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We did the trap shooting, just to, just to clarify, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. we did. So there's trap, there's skeet, and sporting clays. Do you want to explain the differences? Just to uh, quote Wikipedia here, real brief. Uh, Wikipedia... I think wiki, these are wiki, wiki. verbatim from Wikipedia, yes. Uh, in trap shooting, the targets are launched from a single house or machine, generally away from the shooter. Sounds accurate. That makes sense. That's yeah. what we did, yep. Mm-hmm. In uh, skeet shooting, targets are launched from two houses in somewhat sideways paths that intersect intersect in front of the shooter. The interesting right. thing about that, on a, on a side, um, if you get really good at it from what I've seen... You'll you can hit two birds with one with one shot. Oh right, yeah, of course, yeah. That's, At the intersection, I think I've done that with uh, the last one mentioned here, which is sporting clays, which includes a more complex course with many launch points. And uh, if we get a chance, I can maybe talk a little bit about that uh, after this here. But well, yeah, as Eric mentioned, we did uh, trap shooting specifically, which uh, place we went to out here. Uh, had, uh, is this true? Is it, is it always five stations? This particular one had just the five stations. One of my, one of my other friends had gone trap shooting last weekend and expressed the same thing in a completely different city. So yeah, it seems to be a pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. It's consistent. Also not to be confused with five, uh, five stand, which is, uh, where you're actually in a house type thing and uh have have five shooters simultaneously this is uh one shooter at a time and you go to each of these five stations which has a presumably a microphone set up at each one that uh so it recognizes when you actually uh say pull um if you're not familiar with clay pigeon shooting that's a pretty common uh term that's yelled when you want the clay pigeon actually released yeah, back in back in my day when I was a puller, that was my job in high school. Uh, before all, everything got automated, you'd actually pull a lever. <laughs> so when they said pull, you were actually pulling. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that made sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, since I've been doing it, uh, since I've been, uh, mind you, this is the first time uh, when when Eric and I went. Uh, God, what was it now? A couple weeks ago, almost. Two weeks week ago. Week or two yeah. ago. Um, that was the first time I had actually gone uh, trap shooting. I'd done sporting clays uh, quite a few times. I'd say about six times or so. But this was the first time I did this trap shooting. And so you yell pull, and the microphone picks that up and then launches the clay pigeon. Now, 
sometimes what a lot of people like to do is they will they like to see the path of the clay pigeon before you know actually shooting at it right and i think yep I think yep. you were when doing I was that at working every... at uh, the sporting clay place. They, a lot of times, shooters say, "Let me see a pair," so you'd launch one, mm-hmm. and then it was either a true pair or a single pair or whatever. But um, in some cases, like when we were out there, we would just say pull, and it would launch one out. We could understand what we should be doing there. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, I think I did that on the first one, and then I just didn't really care for the rest of them. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go. Yeah, well, I try more of a challenge. I don't think I've ever gone as fast as I did (laughs) while we were out there, but yeah, it's fun. Right. So, uh, in addition to that, they had uh, in addition to the microphone at each station, they also had a uh, a remote or a you know power type of box, uh, a power switch at each station, and then kind of one master control one. Um, Those were all just on when we got there, so. Was everything was all working when uh, we needed it to? Um, so each each of those stations actually has a, a separate uh, direction that the clay pigeon will go. So, but it is it did seem consistent from you know each station having um, relatively the same direction that that clay pigeon was going. And we used a twelve gauge shotgun in this particular case. I can't recall the exact uh, manufacturer or anything on that particular one, but 12 gauge is pretty decent. That's actually all I've ever used when Same. I'm going. Yeah, I've never shot anything other than a 12 gauge, but I have done auto and uh, pump action in sure. both instances. Pump action, you're doing a little bit more work, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, and this one was a semi, semi-automatic, yes. Yeah, but we were only shooting one bird at a time, so. Right. Yep. And uh, this particular one, I can say, we, we I don't think we got to experience it, but it does uh, can jam up this particular gun for whatever reason. It did um, good. Yeah, thankfully, we only had to do one at a time. Yeah, so as you said, worked out well. And uh, so as I mentioned, this was the, uh, the first time I did this, the trap shooting, but uh, many times doing the sporting clays. Eric used to actually, as, yeah, I guess you did mention this. You worked for the uh sporting clays uh club gun club yeah and yep. uh, but you didn't actually do a lot of the actual uh shooting yes no every now and again i you know some some customer would actually let me shoot their gun just for fun and uh you know i because i worked there i would go every now and again but never got that into it then it was a lot of fun um you know the, the interesting thing with where i worked it was almost like it, golfing with guns it was like a giant course so it was very dynamic very pretty setting um every station was different whether it's rabbits or pairs or true pairs or single pair um it was it was very different than what you and i had done um so I, yeah it's it was a cool experience cool cool job way back then cool yeah, i think uh once yeah i've been to uh where it was that you uh where you had worked at at one point i've been there couple times i want to say only once actually shooting there but um seemed like a fun time when when i did did it that one time it was actually for a bachelor party of all things yeah it makes sense that's a fun thing to do for a bachelor party sure it's awesome yeah so when we were out there doing our trap shooting it uh i mean it went by pretty quick i i like i said i was going rather quickly um but I, I will say it was a heck of a lot of fun uh, the brief time that we were there, and I'm glad we got to do it. We were talking about this for quite some time, and we finally made it happen. So 
Um, it's just, we, we ran into some bad weather a few times and, you know, schedule one place was closed at another time and it was just (laughs) never seen. We're going to go on a Monday night and it's just closed and like, what the hell? It's open every other night. And then another day we're going to go, like you said, the weather was just awful. It was like, I think I'm pretty sure it was hailing and it was incredibly windy and cold. So it's just a losing proposition for a little while there. Mm Mm-hmm. But when we got to go, it was a nice night, and they actually had the course lit up. So even though it was dark, we were still able to shoot. Yeah, good point. So that was pretty cool. Yep, it was. Yeah, I did not expect that. I, the whole time I'm thinking, ah, it's going to be dark. We're not going to be able to. But yeah, sure enough, got the yeah, lights the last, out there and everything. They said the last group was going to go out, or you know, they will, they'll let the last group go out at 8 p.m. So even after 8, I think shooting still goes on. Um, so yeah, really cool thing to, to do if you're looking to get outside. You don't have to know a lot about it. Uh, that said, I think we're going to go into the things that we wish we would have known, or at least me, because Shane was pretty good at it. I sucked. Uh, oh, I just I, I disagree <laughs> in that I don't think I follow any any of these. <laughs> you're probably right. This is something I should have paid a little more attention to. Um, but yeah, Eric found this uh, from Personal Defense World, a little website here. Uh, eight tips I wish I... Is that right? Eight tips. I wish we. <laughs> eight tips eight and tips. tricks for trap shooting and or trap and skeet shooting. But I just said eight tips. Oh yeah, we wish we would have known before going. <laughs> Is this your own That's... title for the article? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I just linked it myself. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, at any rate, I, so you said the title there. All right. It's um, uh, the first one to mention here is point and shoot, and that's. I think that's something that is one that I try to follow, and I. Maybe I inadvertently didn't. I was probably thinking this isn't even right at the time, but the, but the way I do it is not like a rifle where you want to actually squeeze the trigger, you know, focus on your shot and your breathing and all that stuff. In this case, it's just bang, boom, you know. <laughs> you want to yeah, just no, you're fire off quickly, right, man. That's where I had a big disconnect because I can I can shoot the hell out of a rifle just fine, mm-hmm. but this is a totally different beast, you know. Right. Yeah. So squeezing the trigger is really not an option in this case. And that's, uh, you know, maybe kind of an obvious point here is comparing this to something like duck hunting or uh, pheasant hunting, that type of thing. Uh, very similar in those cases, right? I mean. Yeah, this was developed um, so you could actually practice bird hunting. You know, there's not a lot of scenarios that existed before this was created where you could practice shooting ducks or geese or pheasants or grouse or anything of that nature based on how they're patterned yeah true yeah not not exactly the same as, as firing at a stationary a target paper or something <laughs> or not, a can or whatever not even close yeah for sure and <laughs> the other alternative was the old uh you know nintendo duck hunt game <laughs> was I love that not game. exactly the same but yeah <laughs> stupid dog the thing I tell you, I got to like level 64 on that game one time and, and lost, missed one duck and game over. Ah, it was frustrating. Anyway, uh, so the other, the next thing they say is, uh, keeping both eyes open. That's something I remember hearing back from, mind you, this was like a bow and arrow, but something from the movie Pocahontas or something, John Smith talking about <laughs> keeping both eyes open. Uh, Which is when different you're when you're lo- shooting at a moving target as far as what you're allowing yourself to focus on, you can see, I don't know, there's a better comprehension of what's happening versus, again, if you're sitting there shooting at a stationary target, you you would likely have one eye closed. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah, it just has to do with your dominant eye and not letting that one be the focus, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah, I don't fully understand all that, but... Uh... Well, it even gives you a way as to how to figure out what your dominant eye is. I think I've done this in the past. I actually was um, remembering once I was reading, but it's saying first determine your dominant eye by making a small opening with your outstretched hands and then focusing on an object with both eyes open, then close one eye and then the other. The eye that can still see the object is your dominant eye. So it's saying when you shoot with both eyes open, that will be the one that focuses on the target. Mm -hmm. It's pretty neat. Sure. Makes sense. Uh, and then, you know, it talks about holding the shotgun, how to properly hold it in there. Uh, yeah, you've got that article up there, Eric. You, can you uh, yep. just quick run through a little bit of that? Yeah, the article just says uh, it's extremely important. Uh, most experienced shooters start with a shotgun in a ready position, uh, keeping you know the stock touching the waist and then swing up uh, once they call it. Beginners prefer to call the bird once they're already have the shotgun shouldered. So unless, you're, unless you've been doing this for a long time, you're really good at it. Um, you're going to want to have the shotgun kind of positioned as it would be when you're ready to fire that shot versus, you know, kind of having all these mechanical movements in the whole process when this thing's flying out at however fast they fly. I don't know. So that yeah, that's, that's kind actually of a good readying question. yourself ahead of time. Now that you mention it, I, I'm really not sure how fast those things fly either. I would, I could Initially, try to they're guess, moving, but... man. I don't know. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're the velocity that they're they're moving at is pretty quick. But mm -hmm. they drop faster. It's it's recommended to shoot them as they're launching out versus when they start to drop because they actually drop mm -hmm. faster than they're launched mm -hmm. because of you know gravity. Yep. Well, that and um, most of the time they're flying away, and you know, obviously a shotgun can only really travel so far yep. before it's your little BBs break up more. And those maybe it should be worth mentioning at this point if you're not familiar with a shotgun versus a rifle a shotgun you know uses a shotgun shell which contains these tiny bbs and in this case when we mentioned a 12 gauge that's 12 of those bbs per pound is that what it is or per per yeah, I something i don't actually know. <laughs> I know that it's not necessarily 12 to fit in that little shotgun i, I want to say can, you pound. can put a slug in there too you probably wouldn't do so well if you're shooting trap <laughs> <laughs> or birds with a slug and a shotgun. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually how I took my first year as a 12 gauge pump action with a slug. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's yeah. And um, what was that? It, it caused one hell of a wallop. Wallop. <laughs> nice. Uh, so the next one is uh, keeping your cheek glued to the stock. I think I followed that one fairly well. That's That's one that's not really any different than... A rifle correct yeah well it says that the way the way i first thought about this when i read the the title is like when i shoot my bow i have an anchor point so i will always draw my hand back to the same spot on my face no matter what so it just helps you eliminate other things that could be factors so if i know if i always have that in the same spot you know i'm i'm that that part's correct what else could be amiss here so this is saying that um, when you look down the shotgun all you should be able to see is the top of the receiver and the bead at the front of the barrel. If you can see any length of the barrel, your head is too high on the stock. So it's a common mistake um, where there's poor follow-through when the shooter's anxious to see results, they lift their head off the stock. And it says at the end, trying to look for hits guarantees misses. So it's really important when they say keep it glued to the stock that that's exactly what you're doing, mm. that you're not lifting your head off to keep it in that position. So part of that might be too, so that way you always know that you're in the, in the same position. Um, 
So again, I would have loved to have known this before I had gone. I'm, I'm willing to bet I would have done a little better. Sure. And then, uh, then they talk about swinging the shotgun. Um, and you apparently want to swing, uh, to just follow that bird, uh, you know, as closely as you can with the barrel, you know, essentially covering, covering the pigeon, um, and then shoot, you know, right away, pretty much. I mean, I don't know. That's something that I, it, it does talk about covering the bird. Yeah. But my, is it talking about the sight? has always been like, you want to create like a spray. You want to spread your BBs out. Um, mm-hmm. And if you follow it, I was, I think I was overdoing that when I was shooting, when we went, mm-hmm. I was, I was horrible. I think that had, um, I had taken it the wrong way initially when I, was thinking about that water shooting so sure yeah when i well the thing the, the thing about this particular item on here is it mentions um you know uh swing swing the front of the shotgun to it as soon as the mono, muzzle covers the bird so you can't see it then pull the trigger what confuses me there is that it's not saying the the sight right and I tend to use the bead. Yeah. Sight, yeah, because so. it, it said in the one prior that, you know, hey, don't, you, you shouldn't be able to see any of the barrel. So I would have to imagine that's talking about the sight. I guess, though, you don't really, now that I think about it, I don't know how much of the sight I guess I am really using since it is so quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's another one of those things where maybe it's not really even helping that much. At any rate, that's what the tip is here is. Um, practice makes perfect man it is interesting thinking back now having done the actual activity that i'm thinking okay yeah a lot of times i wasn't really even using that um it's just kind of aiming and shooting in the general Mm -hmm. direction yeah well exactly and that's uh to be fair that is really all you have time for we're we're talking about you have what two seconds you have to really hit to really shoot (laughs) right sorry That's no, you're right. right. In like two seconds, it's super fast. So trying to keep your eye staring down this thing while twisting your frame and looking and uh, th- yeah, there's a lot going on in that little bit of time. So there really is your window. Kind I would of, say. Yeah, you're just kind of feeling for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And based uh, on these fundamentals, right? Sorry. The next one is uh, dry firing, uh, dry fire practice at home. So. It actually mentions firing, uh, obviously making sure you do not have your, you're not, uh, your, your shotgun's not loaded at the time, but to, uh, you could potentially dry fire at a wall, you know, an empty wall of some sort. Um, that's something I've never, I don't think I've ever done anything quite like that, but, um, you know, it goes on to talk about using a flashlight or a narrow beam or even a laser pointer to fire at, and you actually have something to, uh, really practice with their actual target. You can basically pretend to be your cat for a <laughs> moment did going we, after did, the laser pointer. Oh, my God, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to... That'd be like a scene out of Boondock Saints, you know? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, good point. Didn't make that connection. <laughs> um, did we talk about the beware of your body position? I, it's on here. I, I feel like we did, we... did we skip that one? Did we... <laughs> possible you want to talk about it again? I'm gonna just, i'll just read it i'll just read it verbatim really quick because yeah. it's kind of important um it says oh, beware yeah, of your yeah. body position 
since you're positioning or since you're pointing and not aiming the shotgun so that okay that goes back to the thing we we're just talking about you are pointing it not necessarily aiming it your body your body position is very important you want to be relaxed and comfortable in a boxer stance with your legs slightly your lead leg slightly uh, bent and your rear leg straight with a slight bend at the waist leaning forward a bit into the shotgun uh, it allows you to control the recoil and easily rotate at the waist to track the clay bird so yeah, I guess you're doing more of a point than an aim, huh? I guess so. <laughs> All right. Yeah, cool. uh, I thought that was interesting, the boxer stance. I don't – never really quite considered it that, but not that I have ever boxed or anything either, but um, it's a good If you way look at the picture of the guy it. holding the gun, and if you were just to remove the gun, yeah. it looks like he'd probably be ready to fight. Right. Looks like he should be a character in uh, Mortal Kombat or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put your dukes not, up. Not exactly boxing, but sways back and forth. Definitely more like Street Fighter. But uh, yeah, that's no, a good good way of thinking about it. Uh, and then, well, I guess I said there was, there was an eighth one on there, which talks about uh, not really worth mentioning laser training devices. Not uh, something that really applies here, apparently. At least according yeah, to Eric. It was the dry firing, I think. <laughs> was the dry firing? That's yeah, the one I was supposed same. to skip. Well, there's laser training devices. That's the last one on the list that I can see here. <laughs> well, maybe that yeah, it'd be a good thing to practice, I guess. Get the motion of muscle memory, you know, that kind of stuff. Dry firing can only do so much, you know. Yeah. Doing True. the actual activity, in my experience, has always been a better learning curve. Yeah. The best so... teacher is your last mistake. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. Did you read the <laughs> Did you read the thing on here about about the laser training devices? Is that is that uh that's the same kind of thing, dry firing? I just I, I don't know that that's um I feel like there it's an advertisement of some sort, like they're trying to sell that product. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Yeah. You use laser training devices. Well that's not really a tip for when I'm there, is it? No. <laughs> Brought to you by It's probably something I would probably want to do beforehand, yeah. Brought to you by laser light. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's in, laser light. <laughs> L-Y-T-E. Yeah. Yeah. One word. So, I mean, personally, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like the best training is just go out and do this. <laughs> just go to just go do some clay pigeon shooting. I mean. It's not even that expensive, right? Like it was, uh, it was what was it? Well, you can get your own shells, too. I mean, we bought them from the place and ended up being 35 bucks per you know, for but just the, 50 to go, shots, like $12 for a couple rounds. Oh yeah. That's possible. Yeah. That's not exactly. bad. I'm sure every place is a little different. I just so, know it was a uh, total, even with the, uh, you know, 50 shots or 50 rounds a piece for us. It was 35 a piece. I think is, was the total of everything. Yeah. So yeah, that's not so yeah, not bad. Um, and I, I'm sure I'm not actually I shouldn't say this, but do you know if you can rent uh, guns from these places? That particular place, I didn't recall seeing any way to do so. Um, I, I would say if you don't have a gun, the best way to get into it is just ask ask around. What about where someone we're, always seems to know someone? But I know it was just uh, sporting clays. But the place you worked, did were you able to do that there? Mm -hmm. Do you know? Nope. Nope. No. Okay. You were not. Otherwise, I mean, getting even like a used shotgun. Shotguns aren't that expensive. Sure. 
relatively speaking, I mean, you don't have to spend a thousand dollars. You could probably spend on the cheap end, probably a hundred to 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then goes up from there predicated on what you're looking for. Sure. Yeah, actually, I'm not even sure of, uh, you know, traditional uh, indoor gun ranges, whether or not they allow for rental or anything like that. I guess maybe some of that's tricky with laws and gun laws maybe, but yeah. Yep. At any rate, we, we had a lot of fun, uh, doing this i'm glad we are talking about something for once that i did because <laughs> the last couple times i had not and i sounded like a bumbling buffoon probably just reading it from uh, wikipedia but i i much rather enjoy this type of thing uh, actually going out and doing these things and speaking from to, experience yes and hope to do this and and, and again we're, we're no experts <laughs> uh clearly Clearly not experts here, uh, but we just like to go out and do new new stuff, try new things, and enjoy the wonderful, wonderful world of the outdoors. Heck yeah. Speaking of new things. <laughs> yeah. Wait, oh, <laughs> is that my cue? Yeah. Word in the woods. Adventure Journal reports now introducing the new sport of ellipsis. Wait for it. <laughs> handless climbing. That's right. Handless climbing. And at first I'm looking at that thing. We're talking about like, like amputees climbing or something, but no, I mean, they could potentially with this, but uh, this is regarding a British climber named Johnny Dawes, who I'd, personally not heard of before but apparently he was a climber back in the 80s yeah badass one too apparently yeah yeah and i was trying to read trying to kind of understand what they were saying there i i guess he probably won some sort of he did stuff in the rock climbing industry he, he did well for himself with the climbing worth mentioning and so clearly handless uh means not able to use your hands and in this case only using your feet only using your feet on the rocks uh that you're climbing i should say because he did make a point of mentioning and there's there is a video provided uh along with this actually the video is the majority of it but uh refers to that you can use your arms to sort of counterbalance yourself as you're climbing these rocks with just your feet and he goes into it and (laughs) you know, the specifics about just looking for just tiny little shelves along the rock for you to be able to place your feet. And you're watching him do this. And at one point, it is... Sometimes it, 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 there were certainly some funny parts along the way um, where he just kind of lets out some yells. But it, <laughs> then he goes and describes it. You know, sometimes I just like to, you know, exert the, the sound I think that makes or so. <laughs> How did he put that exactly? Yeah, it was... It's, Dude, I started laughing out loud. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> and then he like jumps. I'm like, what the heck? And he starts the whole thing off by prefacing, you know, it's actually a pretty pointless thing, handless climbing, but isn't everything we do at some yeah. level? Like rock climbing, really, in its essence, is kind of point. Like, what's the point? Same with a lot of sports. So, like, he gets what it is. Um, and and you're watching a thing like this is kind of a joke. This is kind of a joke and i'm like well i don't know i mean 
the dude did scale a pretty decent sized wall and it was he didn't use his hands it's very strange yeah i would go nuts it, it was making my spine itch i'm like just use your freaking hands it was, <laughs> it was driving me crazy inside to know that he couldn't i don't think i could do it i wouldn't do it i would right. i would fail miserably i would yes. give up i would get frustrated so yeah i mean that takes a lot to get through that Ooh. yeah as as kind of silly as it sounds more power to him i mean you know everyone's it's good that everyone does their own unique kind of thing. This is one that I would never have thought of or even really considered, but uh, I mean, that's got to do a number on his joints. I, I gotta say, if you gotta the have guy does big, strong legs. Yeah, too. he's he's not even a real thin guy. So uh, yeah, exactly. He he definitely. It's an interesting. What's the? Do you remember what the video is called? Because it was hosted on YouTube. Oh, yeah, it was like a three-word title to it. See if I have it here. Um, no handed climbing with Johnny Dawes. Yeah. So if you're interested for something interesting, um, <laughs> I would recommend this. And and it even says somewhere along here. Um, oh gosh, I hope I can find it now. Yeah, it's well. While you're looking for that, it, it, one thing I will mention is clearly this isn't even a real quote unquote real sport. But it is something I, th I think he almost kind of wants to make it that got this whole video behind it. And I'm sure I'm sure he's going to get some followers trying to do this just based on this video alone, likely. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Personally, I don't know if I see it really taking off that much. Um, yeah, I don't I think I don't traditional know. rock a lot climbing of weird things is, that I have. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, I'm sure. This this is what I was looking for, uh, and it speaks to your point directly, Shane. Watch it as if it's totally fake, and you'll find yourself cracking up. Watch it as if it's real, and you'll be nodding your head saying, yeah, Johnny, could go either way. I mean, really, it could <laughs> go either way. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I didn't put it in here. He is uh, now in his 50s, and so that's, that's kind of crazy um, as well. I mean, so back in the 80s. Would have been in his what twenties, something along those lines. Yeah, good math yeah. skills. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna double check it because mine are that yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, I always forget when I hear the '80s. Now it's it's hard to believe how long ago that really was. Now, but I guess it is easy math considering I was born in the '80s and I'm now <laughs> 32. So uh, that is actually pretty easy math. At any rate. Uh, check that out when you, if you have a moment or not, you know, it's, <laughs> it's worth it's, to watch. I'm telling you, it's just yeah, weird it's, enough to watch. That's true. I tried to find, tried to find an article today that was a little bit different and, uh, I think we succeeded. <laughs> and, I uh, agree. I guess I don't, uh, I don't think we have anyone that wrote in this week, this week, this, uh, episode, <laughs> but, um, if you would like to, you can you can write us at wildernetpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at wildernetcast and on facebook.com slash wildernetpodcast. We are also on iTunes, so go leave us a rating there. Um, yeah, rate, rate, us. rate. And then write a review, too, if you'd like. Be great. If yeah, you did, if rate. you... If you have trouble finding yes. us on iTunes, you can always go to our website, which is niceguynetwork.com slash wildernet. Check that out. If you have, I, I really got to put that in our notes here. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, or just niceguynetwork.com is where you can find uh, some of the other shows on the network. Yeah, Eric. go do it. Eric. Oh, yeah. hey, You Shane. still with me, Eric? Oh, yeah. Good, good. Would you uh, Would you like to tell, tell our fine listeners where they can find you out there? Well, right now I'm at home, but if you want to find me on the internet, you could find something that I do called uh, Where to Hunt in Wisconsin. And uh, the website is currently publiclandpride.com or facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin. We have a hunting app and a podcast, much like this one, just without Shane, sadly. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. That is sad. What about you, buddy? You got. Uh, <laughs> you ever going to have me got... on your sh- on where to hunt, by the way, Eric? Sometime? Yeah, I bet you I could. We could find something <laughs> to talk about. Not to. Not, I should just wait until I'm invited, really, but. Don't want to invite myself or anything. Thanks for the guilt trip, you bastard. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at ShaveMadOx. Check that out there. Uh, Techies, it's another podcast on the network as well. You can find me there. We are, we record at on Sundays at 6, 7 Central, generally. Not sure if we're going to be doing one tonight yet or not, even though it's only in a couple hours. <laughs> but... Uh, like to be fairly consistent uh recording that <laughs> not to, not to rub that in uh, about our show we really want to be more consistent with wilderness it's just sometimes it's difficult to find time yeah especially as we're trying to do the activities so yes you know, we want to make sure we can actually do the things that we're talking about it adds a lot of value to the show you know also i i don't know i don't know what more plugging i should really do eric do you think i should mention anything about the band or anything like that <laughs> chain's in a band if you want to check out, we have a new album, elstheband.com. Check that out. That's E-L-S-E, theband.com. So, yeah, that's about it. Now I'll just do the old moment of... The Moment of Reflection. Ah, such a serene sound. It really does take me back to the BWCA. However, uh, <laughs> trap shooting, not quite as, <laughs> doesn't sound quite the same out there. A little bit more racket. Um, you will have earplugs on, though, so don't worry. <laughs> but it is a super fun to do. Um, so if you're looking for something new, as always, uh, which is what we like you- to do, yeah, newcomers be weary that um, if you are like me and you don't like to lose at things, you'll likely get sucked in because I'm going to go more often so I can get better at it because I don't like being bad at things. So <laughs> be careful. It's a little bit addicting. Yes, it is. Um, I, I will see myself. I know I'll be doing that this summer for sure. Going out and shooting some clay pigeons. Should be lots of fun. And... If you're looking for another activity to do, maybe try this crazy handless climbing. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know like if I would try it. a human sheep. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> That's true. It's true. It's like and a then by the mountain, sound he's making too. Mountain goat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very I think I got to get out and do more actual uh, traditional climbing before maybe I attempt this one. That that <laughs> yeah. much that much I know to be true. It's definitely more difficult. But you I, don't experience even think I, would, I don't think I could do it. I'd fail. To you experienced climbers out there, maybe give a shot. Just be careful. 
<laughs> make sure he did have a rope uh, along with him in these videos. So uh, at the very least, I would I would make sure to have that. You want that safety precaution for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks Is for listening, well? everybody. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Much appreciated, as always. And until next time, take care. And get outside.